Welcome to the Art and Science Punks podcast. This is a place where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and how we play with those things in our lives. You can find the Art and Science Punks on Twitter at Art and Science Punks. And of course, I'm one of your punks, Rob Stenzinger. And tonight, and as with as every night, is my uh, is with me is my amazing punk partner. Hey, I'm Kate Stenzinger. Hey, Kate. Well, what are we here to talk about tonight? Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> funny, happy New Year, by the yeah, way. Happy New Year, and who knows, like, like what time and day and whatever when people listen to sure. this. We say tonight and night, 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 but that's obviously that reveal reveals we record this in the evenings typically. But you might be listening to this as you're, you know, getting up in the morning, getting up in the morning, washing dishes, right? Morning workout. Yep. Afternoon having lunch. Who knows? Who knows? Commuting. It, it, it that's you know that's the the way of podcasts are we going to talk about time of day chores better is that our time topic? of day that time of day isn't our topic oh, okay <laughs> i just I, you know what i when i say a thing i think about that thing frequently and sometimes that begins a spiral <laughs> i'm familiar yeah i bet yeah so the, the we've got a few things that that are on our mind tonight yeah i think today our tonight um i think our main topic is really just some different um, some science and some tech, really, some mm-hmm. things that we've been experiencing most recently. Um, one thing I know I want to talk a little bit about is a science experiment that we did over the holidays with the kids. That was a ton of fun that I think uh, we had very little expectation, very low expectations for. So I want to share a little bit about that. You found this this sort of experiment thing that was oh. um, in the guise of like holiday trees. And it was it was going to be like this this activity at a family gathering, right? Yeah. So it's, and I'm sure people have seen these, um, but it's a salt crystal tree. Hmm. And what happened was, is I didn't realize you could make these yourself from scratch. Um, I ordered a kit. So I was doing some holiday shopping and I stumbled across it on one of the websites that I was um, actually buying some science stuff for the kids for hmm. the holidays. They both wanted science kits. Um, and different scientist things. They wanted <laughs> test tubes and beakers. Is really what they want to pour yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean into it, it's yeah, yeah. science themed play. Right? Yeah, I mean very it's much not so. Quite, you know, um, inquisitive investigation and you know evidence. I think some of it is, you know. but at any rate, so yeah, absolutely, some of it is. But it's very much play focused, and yeah. that's as it should be. So I'm on the site and I'm searching and looking at these different things, and there is um, the salt crystal trees. And it was like a set of six salt crystal trees for like eight bucks. Hmm. And I ordered it thinking this isn't going to do anything. And the picture, of course, was just beautiful on the cover of the box. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way. And so um, as holidays tend to get, when I we actually sat down to wrap gifts and, and put things under the solstice tree, uh, we had a lot of stuff. And so... I took the salt trees and I said, you know, we'll take these to grandma and grandpa's and we'll put this together. We'll do these at grandma and grandpa's with all the cousins around. So we took it back with us to grandma and grandpa's when we went. And um, I think grandma and grandpa were pretty skeptical as well. Well, I mean, they were like these little like cardboard trees. How many things have you 
Um, I mean, it honestly gave me the impression of of uh, sea monkeys from a comic or uh, spy glasses, yeah. right? The X ray X ray spy glasses that you ordered out of the comic, <laughs> sure. and that wouldn't be awkward from to try amongst, Joe. you know, multi generational family members. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Testing my X ray goggles, right? Why are you looking at me? Right. So uh, we put him together and um, put him in the solution, and it said that it took six hours, I think. Oh, yeah. It, it was, uh, I think, yeah, six hours. And I tell you, in four hours, they were beautiful. It was crazy. Like this, It was evident even after one hour. Like oh, yeah. Every, every one hour stage, they were uh, progressing. So, they, you know, they went from essentially within under an hour, there were some crystals forming. And, and, you know, um, after even, okay, rewinding back to like 20 minutes, you could see the wicking progressing, like going yep, th- this, the this completely. Um, so did we describe you, you essentially have a piece of cardboard sitting in a small tray with it in, with this, this solution. liquid solution and the liquid solutions touching the cardboard. It starts to get, starts to get wicked up the, the thing. And, you know, everyone's, you know, wiped up a liquid mess at some point and, um, you know, cardboard, it may not go, but you could tell it was making progress. Yeah. It wasn't like paper towel fast, but it was moving yeah, it was up the thing. Wait, working its way up the tree. Suddenly little bits of the, these, these white fuzzy crystal things, really small, but like within an hour started and it just kept progressing from there thing. And, and it, it gave us the impression after a couple hours, like maybe. Yeah. Well, and then we even used them the next day. I mean, grandma, grandma is such a sweetheart. She used them as centerpieces the next day. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when we had a bunch of people around and they were fantastic. They were really pretty. Yeah. Very I mean, fragile. If you bumped it, the whole thing, you know, crumbled, but um, they were beautiful. So, of course, at the time, you know, we, I didn't have high expectations for it, but after the after the fact, we did kind of look up what what was going on and what was all contained in there because I knew there was obviously salt in the solution, mm-hmm. um, but we, for us, it was just a little packet of solution already pre mixed. Um, but having looked and done a little bit more research on it, what it is is it's salt, um, ammonia, water, and then um, most of the homemade ones that you do use. Um, the a bluing, which is like a dry cleaner chemical, but you can get it like in the cleaning section at the grocery store, or at department store, or I mean like at a Target or that type of store. Um, uh, dry cleaners bluing. Hmm. Now ours, I don't know that it. Why had would a dry cleaner use bluing? I don't know. That's just it's that's a, a weird. Yeah, I mean because it's, because it's called that, but I'm like that would totally dye your clothes, right? I don't know what it's used for, honey. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, I don't know. I like, do it, that yeah, side, research. It's a tangent. So, um, so, um, but I don't know that ours had it in there because in the 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 different ones that I've looked at, it's it's they they had a, a darker liquid. Ours was a kind of a clear liquid. Ours was clear. No, but the the color that popped out on some of the crystals was already in the cardboard. Yes. So even had, on the ones that yeah. you could do, like make it home, they tell you to put dye on the edges of the tree oh. branches so that when the crystals form, they pick up the dye. Hmm. So that they, they just use food coloring. Okay. And so then that adds, which is why it kind of looks like a pretty holiday tree, you know, with the white crystals and the color. Um, but what happens is, is that the, as the water, the water s- seeps up into the cardboard and then as the water evaporates, the salt 
has to, you know, forms those crystals because the water evaporates away. Hmm. And so then they add the ammonia and the ammonia speeds up the evaporation. Hmm. So I think we'll do them again, but we'll make them from scratch. Mm. And talk through what the different components are doing. Because I think I felt like that was the one thing missing from our experiment is we didn't really know what was in it. It was like you poured the solution in. Well, yeah. And we knew there was salt. Yeah. So, but it was fun. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, a really pleasant surprise in that the, (laughs) the picture on the box actually is how things more or less turned out. And uh, it's not a bad thing. I mean, if you're you're at a longer sort of gathering, it actually can complete during that time yeah, frame. Absolutely. Yep. We'll post some photos. So we took pictures of them, yeah. kind of growing. So we'll we'll post some photos with the. Um, I'll put some on the the website. All right, sounds good. And uh, then something I tried recently is I've got a few different projects planned for 2017 that. I've, um, I would really like to have a lot of my own sort of character and flair into it where, um, it, it, in they, basically I'm working on my own fonts and it's, it's Mm. been a while. I, I I made a few fonts. Isn't say you've done fonts before and it's, um, let's see, what did I, uh, font creator pro, but that, that was a windows program. It's still around. And, uh, you know, there's a, there, there are ways to essentially, you know, install an application on your machine, have it print out a template, and then you, you, you know, you use that template to, um, you know, capture your letter forms, scan it, and then that program can process it and then put out essentially a, a draft of a font that may have some quirks and, and um, rough edges, in the whole like the, like the kerning or letter spacing between oh sure because uh, I didn't say that's kind pairs. of what's fun about it is giving it your own personal style and character it, it, totally right but yeah. there's there's a personal style and character that's in sort of a like a nice expression of like this is how I put a line down and then there's also like you know hey that picture is just hanging crooked right is right. that part of my expression <laughs> right or how come there's always this odd extra space in every after every L <laughs> exactly yes exactly. <laughs> And so, okay, so I, I remember that that was a bit of an effort, but it's been a it's been a while since I've since I've explored that. Potentially, technology has improved. Yeah, why not? Let, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's let's investigate. And again, like with the, with the idea that uh, between um, anything from like mini comics to like who knows workshop. Um, handouts or decks or whatever I end up working on having like my own flair in there. I, I'm, I, I thought a font is a nice creative thing to like start the year. Um, so I, Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that was part of it that, you know, um, just a nice, it is a, a good creative thing to kind of kick off your year because you could use it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not a, like a really heavy, high hurdle, difficult win of like, Oh, I'm going to finish a role playing game. <laughs> or you know, is that number two on your list that exactly <laughs> easy thing near impossible thing coming right up monumental thing monumental it's not impossible it's not impossible but it's uh it's not making a font so um okay so looking around taking for um um 
fresh exploration, there are um, a few well, uh, a few sites with a good reputation where essentially they do the job of being that, that, that tool where if you take their template and then capture your handwriting or, or however you are uh, expressing these letter forms on paper, scan it, send them the scan, they will turn it into a font. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. And there is one that does that for free. And no so, way. And I am very happy to pay for Does software. your font come back with an ad on it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every other letter says, you know, whatever. Um, Eat it, Bob's. Yep. Then I thought, well, that's acceptable. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I really like to, um, I like to pay for applications. I like to, I mean, this could be um, a weird alien thing because I have a bias because, well, I make software and I, sure. I want to see it be a sustain, sustainable living and whatnot for uh, people who choose to partake in that and who are delivering something that is really benefiting me where I'm like, yeah, okay, let me give you some money. This is, this is good. Yet also I, I look at the free tools in the open source source world and fully embrace that too, because I need to learn. Yeah. And And there's some amazing open source software and mm -hmm. open source tools. And I mean, one of the, the benefits of doing open source or one of the reasons of doing our open source is to, to also contribute to it. Right. So you can mm. utilize it, but also um, help and contribute and troubleshoot for some of that um, yeah. software that's out there. Absolutely. Anything from feedback to like, um, you know, maybe you're not a coder, but you, you can write or you can draw or whatever. I mean, you still can contribute to open source projects. And um, I was, let's see. When I don't have enough information, I kind of look for like, how can I learn more, right? Sure. So there, I found a tool that that lets that let me learn a bit more, and uh, um, it's called myscriptfont.com, and it has one of those templates where you can download it, print it out, capture your stuff. I actually downloaded it and uh, as a PNG, and I've been using it inside uh, some of my iPad Pro apps, like. Um, Oh, Metabang Pro. And you've been using what? The font? <laughs> the, the font template. So think of it as oh. like a like an iPad Pro version of Photoshop or what have you or, or um, uh, Clip Studio Paint where I can have a layer that is that template, but then I can oh, work on a layer above it sure. and do my little drawing of, of the letters and I have undo and all that stuff. All right. So you're doing... Oh, nice. You have undo. Mm -hmm. So you're doing your script font on your device uh -huh. versus the way I was doing mine, which is pencil and paper. Yeah. Which I mean, both are fine, but I um, was, I started there and I was playing or practicing and I thought, wait a minute, why don't I just do this? Well, yeah. Cause I screwed up two letters and I have to start over. And there's still that too, because once you get your, your, let's say you capture the letters and they seem to be good. Mm -hmm. They pass. You're like, okay, how does, how does this look as a font? is like a, this next stage to test. And so, yeah, you upload it and, and they, I mean, it's, it takes less than one minute. It, oh, wow. Yeah. And all of a sudden, here you go. Here's the link down. You'll download your font and you know, you download it, download it, test it out. And, um, for me, I notice I've got some things to fix and I'm like, well, how can I fix this? Like, is there a tool that I can use instead of like redoing the whole font? And there is actually um, 
there's a there's a tool called Glyphor Studio, and it is free and open source, and it lets you Glyphor Glyphor, and it's spelled like a a glyph, like a good old piece of software spells things now <laughs> nowadays. It's not even a new trend. I mean, it's like who, like we just get rid of vowels, no vowels anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So, because, yeah, I mean, sometimes why? I mean, Glyphor pulled off pretty much an all-consonant name. So, uh, G-L-Y-P-H-R studio.com. And even though it's a, yeah, it's a .com, but it, but it's a, uh, it's a free app. And it basically, it lets it, you can run it on your desktop, but also like it has a, a awesome version that you can run in the web browser. And so you can take the font that that's output from myscriptfont.com and upload it and then kind of test it and explore it and even do stuff like kerning pairs. Oh, nice. So you can fix up. Yeah. And they the have kerning like and the spacing. suggested pairs already and stuff because that's not like a, um, a frequent or like high area of expertise for me. Right. And huge hats off to people who make because i think there's like comicfonts.com and oh gosh i'm forgetting some of the classics um that that i have used in the past yeah there's some great like independent font sites absolutely and uh, comic fonts and and those that are based on handwriting and are, are just yeah. incredibly precise well-crafted bits of work but they're not my handwriting right so and then that's the and then and also as much as I respect their work, I, I also, um, I'm enjoying the experience of refamiliarizing myself with the process of making a font. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah, it, it, it increases my appreciation of the, you know, uh, the work that the other font creators do. And also, um, it exists in a parallel interesting space because when I create a font, I'm able to use it in all sorts of spaces like where like yeah. fonts are a weird bit of intellectual property and also as a market because they're kind of, um, they're kind of software and they're kind of, um, mm, what else are they? They're, they're, they have this weird thing where, uh, their licensing gets complicated. I would imagine it would cause it's, it's like you said, kind of software, but it's also kind of a utility or mm-hmm. a, um, um, a sub piece. You know what I mean? It's where an uh, an artifact. You encounter fonts that are exactly they're they're a combination of um. Well, okay, you can use this on one machine, and you can um not put it in software. I make software. Like right. I often use fonts in software. I want to be able to do that, and then that's a that's a big hang up for fonts. So huge motivation to create your own. If you make apps to consider creating your own font, especially if they are apps that, that are um, uh, well met with, with a, a handcrafted looking font. Oh. Well, and you have a cool handwriting too. So that adds to the need. <laughs> <laughs> Very kind. Um, it's definitely something I'm working on. So thanks. Um, so that process you're going through. So I'm also doing a font. Um, you know, doing, doing one just on, on pen and paper on the format that then, um, we're going to use and turn into a font as well so that you can use and I can use, um, for a couple of different things. So that's more of a, um, 
well, I'm doing it the pen and paper style or the pen and paper way. But will you still run it through both pieces of software, do you think? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I will do that because it's a great way. Like Glyphor Studio, so, you know, the whole state of the the state of the situation of making fonts has changed. I, I imagine in the last decade, right? Right. So, um, it's a pretty darn friendly tool that lets you jump in and sort of like, you can click on some phrases and, and, uh, Oh, there's a, there's a term for, um, one of those sentences, like the quick brown fox, fox jumped over, over the lazy, lazy dog, dog or angry wizards drink brew, and party or whatever the heck that is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that one, but I know yeah. the, the lazy dog one. Yeah. And well, there's a, there's a, a variety of those, those phrases you can click on remember, and test. What's your... the term for, um, the font work and the, the kerning and the fontography typography. Maybe it was typography. Uh-huh. I did. I took a class in college. I mean, this is a hundred years ago, but I took a class in college. Um, I thought it had a different name, but maybe it was just typography mm-hmm. and we're like literally letter set, like with the actual manual letters we learned and had like a, a pica ruler to measure the point in pixel size. Mm. Um, and we did electronic stuff as well, but we also, you know, kind of went back and looked at historically how that stuff was set up. I think typography, the, I think typo- it was, I think that the, the, the art form, and practice of typo- typography is definitely like one of those very mature um, forms of creative expression and utility. Can you imagine if I could have my like handwriting font that I could take with me like on all my machines, like I'm at work and I could type yeah. my emails out in my my handwriting? That'd be cool. You, t- <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. You can. I doubt I could get it on my corporate machine though. <laughs> that is another. That's another flaming hoop. Uh, it, it depends. That's a big, interesting topic too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'll just use it for home use for now. Yeah. But okay. So let me ask this. If I took one of these fonts that we created, this topic, if I took one of these fonts that we created, um, and I put it on my computer Mm -hmm. and I was in my Gmail account Mm -hmm. or my AOL account or my Hotmail account, whatever it is that I have, Mm -hmm. could I, and I type you serve? CompuServe. I have a CompuServe account uh-huh. and I typed an email and I sent it to someone. Would it just change it to a different font? It is. Let's see. Is it possible in an email? I think it is. Email is a crazy entity. Now a web page. Yes. Right. Flat out. You can embed your own font in a web yep. page. Yeah. Refer to it in uh, yeah, because I could style, just yeah, style sheet, put it in the CSS. CSS. Exactly. And that's very doable. In an email, I would have to explore. I don't know offhand, but well, I, would, I would guess almost certainly yes, because email is a crazy, crazy. What animal. about like a word processing or a, um, a, a oh, you just in- installing a font on your machine and then the output, as long as the output, you're not depending on someone else to also have the font, you're fine. Okay, so just I'm including the font. I'm embedding the font with the output. Which I think you can do in PowerPoint, but not Keynote yet. Okay. Because I looked into this this week because I, w- I wanted to embed my font in Keynote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can in PowerPoint. That's interesting. 80% sure, yeah. Wow, okay. 
I can remember, yeah, doing some things previously where you'd have to actually check the embed the font. Yeah. Right. And I know a lot of design programs do that as well. Mm-hmm. So sure. If you're outputting um, like a PDF. Yeah. Just turn it all into PDF. Uh, yeah. I mean, a PDF or an image, you're fine. A web page. If you go through the work, work effort, yep, you're fine. Yeah, put it in your CSS and you're yeah. okay. Okay. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited to kind of continue to explore. So do you have your font completed or is it still underway? I have a few that are probably use useful in their current form, but I think they have a few quirks and bugs. Okay. There's, so you're there's still some underway. kerning that's off. And, and honestly, I don't know. It, it, it could be the, the free tool that I'm using, but like some of the letter forms have... Um, Let's see. Let's see. It's the low. It's the lower area, whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. When you go below a certain line, like on a G or something. Exactly, or a low, lowercase G, a J, that kind of thing. Um, they are getting flattened at a certain point. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and even though it looks on the template like I'm within my zone to be fine, and I should be fine, but um, so I'm thinking I might some of them when I test, I might say, you know what? I'm going to go back and edit the layers of my image, export it again as a PNG, re-upload it, where it's like, it's worth starting over to capture the full form of the letter. Yep, absolutely. And um, and then do the refining. Anyway. Um, Excellent. Well, I'm excited and I'll, I'm, I'm um, also kind of interested in getting mine done as well, just to see what it looks like and to, to go through some of that exploration with the um, you know, with the next steps of it. That'll be a lot of fun because yeah. your, your, your character, the character in your handwriting is very di- different than the character in my handwriting. And I think that, that, you know, well, we do some visual projects together. That'll yeah. Be it'll be cool really to have neat both. To have. Yeah. I gotta wait for my thumb to heal though. That's why I had to stop as I, I, I hurt my thumb and I have this stupid bandaid on it and I can't write as well. Is that the silliest thing? Well, uh, I think, it's a very physical act yeah. that requires fine motor skills. Yeah. So as soon as my owie heals on my thumb, which will be like, you know, two days, I'll be good. <laughs> well, I guess we could put, we could try to um, print out uh, wall sized versions. Maybe. No, that no, would work. No? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking, you know, I'm just, you know, thinking of possibilities here. So, or we can wait. I think we'll just wait. I think we'll okay. wait and then we'll um, report back in on how the fonts go. We'll use them um, maybe on the website and that'll be fun. Um, mm-hmm. People can check them out and see them once they're once they're both complete. Yeah. Another side project I've been working on is, is trying to get more uh, like a visual thumbnail or a uh, like a title card for every episode. Oh, nice. And yeah, we could use our custom fonts in there. That would be awesome. So we'll see. I think that wraps it up for today. Absolutely. All right. We are the Art and Science Punks coming to you every week with stories of art, science, and creativity. And, you know, we're digging from the the things that we try in our day-to-day lives, struggles, successes, uh, balancing like this, you know, like we're all into the, the, uh, trying out things that are our passions that are beyond our day jobs. And also, you know, um, the things that come out with our family and the stuff that we try there. And we hope that We've entertained you tonight. And I've been Rob Stenzinger. And I'm Kate Stenzinger. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) 